deck the holes with old things geeky. Fa la 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 la. I think Steve farted and it was sneaky. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Speak Sidekick, your merry and festive companion to Australia's number one geek pop culture podcast and TV series, Geek Speak Live. I'm your host, the geek of all trades coming down your chimney, Steve Muller. And I'm your co-host, the wearer of happy clothing and apparel, Brendan. <laughs> you really don't want to say gay apparel, do you? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little on the nose, isn't it? This, this day and age, yeah. yeah. How are we? Uh, How's the week been? The week's been good, uh, very busy. Because it's getting into that time of year. Well, it is December 1st today, which means what time of year is it? Putting up the Christmas tree. Absolutely. And I am so sick of seeing people putting up their Christmas decorations earlier. I'm I'm over it. So like every shopping centre in the world? (laughs) But when people put up photos during the week and in the last month saying, oh, Christmas decorations are up, I'm like, no. No. (laughs) Hit them on the nose with the newspaper. pull that shit down now. I demand satisfaction. That does not (laughs) go up until December 1. I can vouch for that. You demand satisfaction. Oh, I demand satisfaction (laughs) in everything I do. You certainly do. But it's the tradition, isn't it? You put it up November 1. December 1. (laughs) December 1. Yes. Touché. Yes. Prick. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. As a kid, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but yeah, I, our tree used to go up mid-November. Yeah, but you're weird. Because that coincided with something else, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Yeah. But it, I, I didn't realize till I was older. It's like, wow, that's really early. But like the shopping center where my, my work is situated, um, last year, I walked in on Halloween. It was the 31st of October. Christmas decorations already up. The Christmas decorations, they were not up the day before. It was on a Wednesday last year. Yeah. They were not up on the Tuesday. I walked in on the Wednesday. Christmas decorations were up. It was the 31st of October. It's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? That is ridiculous. Not so much for us here in Australia, but in America, you know, they've got Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, they have a whole other holiday before Christmas. They go Halloween in October, Thanksgiving in November. Which was, what, three days ago now? Uh, was it Thursday? No, I'm pretty sure it was, was Thursday. It th- because they always do then Black Friday, their big shopping day. Yep. And Christmas in December. Mm-hmm. So when people are putting up Christmas stuff, especially in America, yeah, before Thanksgiving, it's just weird. Here, obviously, we don't have it, but the tradition is December is Christmas time. Fuck all this Christmas in July bullshit. No, I've never been a fan of that. Our, we're not cold enough. We don't have snow. To have Christmas in July. It's just fucking consumerism gone mad. Yeah. But it's December 1. The Christmas tree is going up today. Yes. As is this issue of Sidekick. I was say, as are you. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm always coming up. Yeah. Wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, let's let's get, let's forget all the negativity. Let's get merry. Let's it get is festive. fucking Christmas. Yes. So we're going to be focusing a lot on Christmas over the next few weeks. Definitely. Uh, we've been asking listeners for a while to uh, send us your emails, your suggestions on your favourite Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. We're talking Christmas Christmas movies, like proper Christmas films. Not Die Hard. I've already said the first person <laughs> to mention Die Hard gets a strangle. 
So we because we want to talk about this stuff. We want to talk about you know what makes Christmas so fan fucking tastic. It's one of those things. A lot of people, and I know particularly people who work in retail this day and age. Oh, people just—it's gone to the stage where a lot of people fucking hate Christmas. I, I did for many years, uh, working in retail years ago. You know, six years in a con, um, computer and electric store. Yep. And you know you're not allowed holidays. Nope. You're not. You barely get. Um, you only get Christmas Day off. Yep. It was just fucking ridiculous, and so I hated Christmas. But then working in childcare mm-hmm. after that, yeah, it really brought back the magic of Christmas. Like when you're seeing these, you know, three to five year olds and all these little kids that believe, yeah, in Christmas, yeah, that believe in Santa. You know, we'd we'd write letters to Santa, we'd make a little mailbox to send them off, and just seeing that magic in their eyes that really brought back. Yeah. what Christmas is all about. Even though I've always worked in retail, I do. I've always loved Christmas. But what you were just saying reminded me of something I thought of last week, and I wanted to save it for a podcast. Yeah. You talk about little kids believing in Santa Claus and, and that sort of stuff. Yep, yep. I was thinking about it, and it's kind of weird, really. If we were, say, four or five years old, yeah, and you know the, the superheroes that we love, you're brought up to know that those characters are fictional. Yeah, yeah They yeah. don't exist. I could, you know, you could have walked up don't to your... Don't they? <laughs> you could have walked up to I your... believe. <laughs> in Greenland. I do. <laughs> I One of these days I'm going to get a ring. <laughs> I could have walked up to mum as a four-year-old, for example, and gone, does Batman really exist? Yeah. And she would have said, no, you know, you know comics, He's a fictional cartoon. character. Yeah. Da, 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 da. The very next breath, I would have said, mum, does Santa Claus exist? Yes. Boom. It's one of those Mind things. Blowing. As a kid, you, by from everyone, you were brought up to believe. Bought or brought? Brought up. There we go. <laughs> to believe <laughs> that this person exists, yeah. and he's just as fictional as you know the the other the characters that we love and read about and watch every day. How many times did you stay up as a child on Christmas Eve hoping to catch him? Or how many times did you want to stay up and then you'd be asleep by 9 o'clock? <laughs> oh, no, no. We, we lasted a fair few times and we'd always put out... Uh, it started with milk and um, cookies. Then it became scotch. Okay. Uh, did you ever do the carrots? We do, did the carrots for the reindeer. Yep. But, yeah, we'd stay up for hours and hours and now knowing the whole story... Yeah. I I feel so sorry for my parents having to wait for us to go to bed because they're like, just go to fucking bed. I actually woke up one year. It was you know I thought it was like really late at night. But yeah, it was yeah. probably only about eleven o'clock. <laughs> um, and I actually walked in on mum putting Ooh. presents under the tree, but she did the thing that all parents do very well, which is just lie their asses off to their young children. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was essentially she she told me she was putting my Christmas presents out. From her. From her. Yep. And then, because of course where the cookies and, you know, milk was left for Santa, there'd be a little handwritten note yeah. for me from Santa. And it had, you know, I was I was at your house putting your presents out and your mum disturbed me. Oh, that bitch. So I had to, you know, I had to go and hide while your mum put your presents out from, from her and your dad. Yeah. And then come back in when she was done. And totally bought it. Mum got in the way. Totally bought it, you know. I had to actually be Santa a few years ago. That'd now, be a skinny-ass th- Santa Claus. Yep. Take that image. Think of that for a moment. How much padding did you use? None. See, oh, the thing wow. Was, it, was just the, it was this cheap-ass Santa suit. Oh, the beard the, was yep. basically just like a piece of the elastic. elastic with a thing. Uh, it was for the kids at work. We were doing the Christmas party. Uh-huh. And I dressed up, and one of uh, my good friend's um, 
their eldest daughter, who at the time I think was year end of year five, she knew the story yeah. and everything. She she helped me out, and so here I come out in this tiny little red, almost fitted suit, <laughs> a little hat and everything. I had to um at the I had to pull the hat down because as there's low no wig. I can. There's no wig. I uh, took my glasses off, so I couldn't see shit. So Hope was helping me. Could have me kept with the glasses. Around. Santa, Santa wears glasses <sighs> because they would have. No- the kids, if I took off my glasses, they had no fucking idea it was me. Like Clark Kent, Superman. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> I, mate. I know people who I've known for five years. If I turn up without my glasses on, if I'm wearing contacts, they double take because I've I've turned up to work and people have said to each other, "Who's the new guy?" Oh, fuck, it's Steve. <laughs> I know how Clark Kent feels. But basically, she's leading me around. I have no shoes or boots, so I'm the barefoot Santa, skinny as a pr- <laughs> fucking anything. It sounds like you had a van. And everyone's like, where's Steve? <laughs> Come St- here, kiddies. <laughs> everyone's like, where's Steve? And they're like, oh, he's out the back feeding the uh, reindeer. He's yep. looking after them while Santa's down here. Yep. And the amount of kids that I had come up to me, just like, you know, because I'd ask, oh, what would you like for Christmas and all this sort of shit? And the amount of kids that would pull me down, one, she was really anxious. She was like, holy fuck, it's Santa. <laughs> and I can see she's kind of cowering into her parents because she wants to ask me yeah. what she wants for Christmas. But she's just so, she's like, oh my God, it's Santa. What, what do I do? What Star-struck. do I do? What do I do? And I go down, and I'm like, what would you like? And she goes, can I have a fairy? <laughs> and I'm like, what type of fairy would you like? She's like, a real one. I'm like, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you may have to settle with a toy. Yeah. But seeing that face of just wonderment yeah. and amazement. Oh, I used to love that real... stuff as a kid. And I'd only been at the centre then for just two months. Yep. That was what rekindled Christmas for me. Because up until then, Christmas for me was just, in the last few years, it's just a chance to see my family for a few hours. Yeah. Few hours is all we, literally a few hours. Well, it's all we need because after a few hours, we're ready to kill each other. Yeah, so we don't have that. Well, you know, mum and dad split years ago. Yeah. My brother, sister and I, we've never been, like, especially in our older years, we've never been super close. Yeah. Like, the only time I see my brother is if he used to ring me at work for a price on something. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. But, yeah, after a few hours, it just gets that niggling, all right, I'm about to kill everyone here. But still, that's Christmas for me. Yep. But now it's, you know, I'm not going to decorate the entire house. We're putting up, Emily and I are putting up the Christmas tree today. Yep. That's Jess it. and I Jess and I are putting up the tree. Actually, I, uh, I, I, Jess really loves Christmas. She's one of these people where if I allowed her to, I have to pull the reins a bit tight. She'd have the tree up. Like in, a reindeer? She'd have the tree up oh, in September. Wait, I'm not going to go there. No. <laughs> she'd, she'd have the tree up in September if I allowed uh, her to. But, you know, look, I, I put lights up out the front. I go a little bit Griswold. As much as I can. There, there was this house behind where I used to live in Ashgrove a couple of years ago. Uh, I was driving past in August. Yeah. And these were the type of people that they go Griswold. All out. They, you know in December, um, if you're on the tour map and everything, mm-hmm. they are, they offset their power bill or something. Oh, because, yeah. Because it's a tourist attraction. So I'm thinking, why the fuck set it up in August? One, it's nowhere near fucking Christmas. Mm. Two, that is going to be a massive power bill. For the until December, and I just thought some why? people it it's, takes that long. It's no, they were fully set up, ready to go. People were already coming around to check it out. It's fucking August. Yeah, see, that's ridiculous. Pull that shit. You down. can have it. You can start setting it up, but just don't turn them on. Nah, no, no, no. But what do you, you know, been to this Christmas? Yeah, where you know, nearly thirty. 
Yes. Sidekick birthday coming up. Yep. Whoop, whoop. Wink, wink. What, what are some of your favorite memories from being a child at okay. Christmas time? Uh, one of the main ones, and this is what we were talking about before, actually, mm. is living up in Toowoomba as a child. Yep. Christmas for me started, and it was, it was mid-November. December 1. It was mid-November for me because Maya used to make such a massive deal. Back before Grand Central Shopping yeah. Centre, it was Maya it was and its Target own next door. Yeah. Yep. They used to make such a massive deal out of Santa arriving. Yeah. And it was always mid-November. They'd have a big stage set up on the front of the, you know, the village dream, whatever they used to yep, call yep. it out the front there. And... You know, there'd be like a Christmas concert on for the kids. Yeah. And then Santa Santa would arrive. I know one year he arrived on Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, um, I forgot about that one. There, it was usually just like a horse or carriage or something. It was horse-drawn yeah. carriage. You'd have a marching band. it was a band. whole grand affair. Yeah, you'd have a marching band leading the horse-drawn carriage up the street. Yep. And then, I don't know if you remember this either, um, when he like when he arrived, he'd come on stage, say a couple of words to the kids, and then he'd go make his way through Maya to go to his, you know, display and big chair and everything. And you get the photos done. They and... used to have a bagpiper every oh, year. I can't and really the bagpiper would lead Santa through Maya to his throne. I can't remember him. Yeah, it was every year. But the, the my favorite one was nineteen ninety. So oh, I know the one you're talking about because I was there. <laughs> you were there. We didn't I know, was. I don't know. They had uh, Raphael and Michelangelo yep. from the Ninja Turtles there. Absolutely nothing to do with Christmas, but they were the fucking Ninja Turtles. And, that, and it was the first time around that the Turtles were massive. Yeah. And that Christmas, absolutely. I got so much Turtle stuff. But uh, yeah, I loved it. That was that was when the festive season started for me. Because it, it's funny you mentioned Maya, because that's some of my fondest childhood Christmas memories, was going down to Maya at night. When they've set up the window displays. Which they don't do up there anymore, but I know you can't No, they still don't. Do. And we'd get, you know, get it all in the car, my brother, sister, mum, and dad, and I. Sometimes it was even just dad, which was a little surprising because it seemed to be more something mum would take us to do. And we'd just go and look at all the window displays out on Margaret Street. It was yeah. phenomenal. Like, it was, it, there was something about it that just. I, I keep coming back to the word magical. There was yeah, something about seeing kid, yeah. those displays that was like, yep, Christmas is fucking started. But then we'd go inside and there was this one little thing down the bottom of Maya, back when, you know, obviously just being Maya, was still a few stories tall. Yep. Down the bottom level, they had this lolly conveyor belt. Oh, I'd this? forgotten about that. Yes. And it had everything on it. Like, you know, your chocolate caramels, your rumbles, all these different sorts of uh, Christmassy lollies and everything. Mm-hmm. Dad would take us down. I can't remember if we filled up, like, whether it was a cup or a bag or you just got whatever you wanted. I would go ballistic for bonbons. They were the <laughs> only lolly I would get. You know, those, like, little rectangular yeah. prism things. They're like... I. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, and grape. Yeah. I would just, oh, no, not grape, ones. sorry. Black currant. Yep. Oh, I would just be gorging on those for the rest of the night. <laughs> and, you know, getting some lollies, one of my favorite Christmas memories ever. Because that's what I was just thinking while you were saying that. As we, when we were kids, yeah. particularly up in Toowoomba, the whole Christmas lights thing. That didn't really take off till the mid nineties. There was there was a couple of there houses, were a few, but you wouldn't make a night of it. No, no, we used to do the drive around when I was a little kid because where my grandparents lived in Platt Street up near the uni, there was yeah. a few houses along there, uh, and then there was a few new housing estates going up around that area, and there was this one house that just went 
balls out one year. Yeah. We, we'd do the drive around. It was usually more on the way to Maya to check out the windows. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, it, it was be more a... mid to late 90s and especially early 2000s where there was that whole street out at Wilsonton. Sprott Street. Every house would do it. Yeah. But apparently not anymore. Like only one there's house does There's a couple, yeah. There's a few places out near Kmart I know that's kind of taken over out the range. Outside of, of Toowoomba. Yeah. But yeah, look, you know, I... I, I, I am not ashamed of it. I do. I love Christmas. I'm a big kid, 365 days a year. But well, when you're it comes putting to the up f- the tree today, but I'm expecting next week I'm going to come in here and it's going to look like elves shat all over your house. I was going to say, it's going to look like Santa vomited. Yeah. <laughs> but we want to hear your favourite Christmas memory, so send us an email, geekspeakau at gmail.com. Hit us yep. up on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash geekspeaktv, or send us a tweet. At GeekSpeakAU because we want to hear your stories. What what does Christmas mean to you? What are some of your favourite memories? Because over the next few weeks, we've spoken about we'll be doing movies. Mm-hmm. I also want to talk about because uh, you know when you're a kid, what do you get for Christmas? Toys, toys, favourite Christmas toys, favourite Christmas presents. This is stuff we're going to be speaking about in the lead up to Christmas, and we want to hear. Your stories. Speaking of Christmas. Yeah. Let's get a little bit geeky now. Ooh, hello. Christmas came early for me the other day. (laughs) That's not the only thing. Oh, before I forget, before I forget, before we move on. (laughs) Shut up. Before we move on, I almost forgot. Second time in three podcasts. Yeah. I have a little, I have a gift for you. Oh, you got to stop doing this because I'm going to get <laughs> used gonna, to it. Every ex- time we record, I'm like, what have you got for me this What's week? What's for Steve this week? So, 1st of December, setting mm-hmm. up the Christmas tree. Yeah. What else normally happens as a kid when it's the 1st of December? 1st of December, Christmas trees, decorations. <gasps> Advent calendar. Advent calendars! Now, I found something the other the day. Give me fucking chocolate now, bitch. <laughs> I found something the other day. Yeah. And when I saw it, I'm like, I need to get two of these. I need to get one for Steve. Is it a Transformers one? Because people have got me those over the last few years. There you go, sir. No fucking way. It's a Justice League advent calendar. Justice League advent. Oh, look at that. Batman, Soup's Flash, and the Green fucking Lantern. Obviously, the females couldn't make the cut for that. Yeah, where the <laughs> fuck is Wonder Woman? <laughs> for the Justice League advent calendar. But... I've been wanting a DC Comics advent calendar for years. I saw there was a Superman one a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah I see them this... around. I've, I've had the Transformers ones a few so, times. So, enjoy, sir. So, for the next, what, 25 days, oh, you can have a chocolate, chocolate. a day. We're going we're to have to bust these open soon and have uh, December Our first, first one. one. Yeah. But it's funny, with the advent calendars, the one I want to get is the Star Wars one. Have you okay. seen that one? No. It's not. I, I don't think it's actually got chocolate in it. It's got Lego in it. Oh, it's a yeah. Lego Star Wars they're, one. They're a that bit each more day than the, they than the are a bit. Um, Mr. Toy Toy World always have them on special. They got massive displays of them. Yeah, but each day you build a mini Lego kit. Okay, and th- they're insane. So we've discussed this before. That I'd hate that, but you, no, you would like, I you'd would love, love it. The shit out of that. <laughs> but yeah, as I was saying, I was going to say before, before I forgot about the advent calendar. Christmas came early for me the other day. Yeah. I bought myself a little present. I've already bought your present. I've already got your present. Well, part of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey. Um, I, I did post this on the GeekSpeak page about a fortnight ago. Yeah. Finally, over here in Australia, it's been out in the States for a couple of months. Mm. The special edition collector's version, it's actually numbered to 5,000 here in Australia, Ooh. of the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, is this the one with the awesome uh, face portrait, uh, the portraits yes. of all the villains? Yes. Now, it's only on Blu-ray, 
As I said, limited to 5,000 units here in Australia. Well, there's only 4,999 left now yeah. you've got one. It features um, die-cast models of the Tumblr, mm-hmm. uh, the Bat. Ooh, I'm going to steal that. And the Bat Pod. Mm-hmm. It features, yeah, like what you were saying, it's got these really beautiful um, uh, like mini posters, I guess, of... These artworks that feature the villains from the three yeah, movies. Just their faces. Yeah, really kind of like abstracty, I guess would be the word you could use mm. to, to describe it. Um, you get a, a, a copy of a letter written by Chris Nolan in there to oh, fuck me. us, the fans. Yep. Um, thanking, thanking you pretty much for some of the best Batman films of all time. There was, uh, there's a, a beautiful, almost coffee table style uh, picture book. Yep. In there of like all beautiful shots from with some of which I hadn't seen. How much did this set you back? Uh, I can't really say. Mm. <laughs> it it's they retail for 119. Okay. But yeah, no okay. Yeah. 119. <laughs> uh and also what the discs come in is almost it's like a little hardcover bound. Well, it's not even little, it's quite big as well. Book Oh, um, and it features all the discs. And there's. Do you get the soundtracks? Because my no. special version of Batman, Batman Begins, Begins when it came had out the had the soundtrack. I've got that as well. Yep. Um, no, it's it features a, a bonus disc though with new special features that have never been available before. Mm. There's a feature length documentary um, that talks about basically the the, the legacy ma- oh, and okay. and yeah of of the Dark Knight trilogy and like. People like Del Toro and, and all these guys are, mm. are in there giving their say. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Michael Mann might be one as well. And there's a lot in there about Chris Nolan. As I was watching it, they started talking about all the villains chronologically and how they cast them and, and all this. Mm. And they skipped the Joker. Hey. And, I, they, and I thought, oh, please don't tell me they're going to do that thing where... Because I know for a while there, Chris Nolan... Didn't really want to he talk didn't, about. Didn't, didn't want to address the fact. Pretty that much, yeah. Heath died. Didn't want to talk about Heath because it really affected him as yeah. as, as it would have. Um, I thought, oh, they're going to do this thing. They're not going to mention him, and they kept him till last. Oh, because he was the standout. Pretty much, and and the, just the the stuff they talked about was phenomenal. And there's also this was this will give a lot of listeners, I think, geek boners. Yep, yep. On this bonus disc as well, it goes for about twenty minutes. I think it's a filmed conversation. Between Chris Nolan mm-hmm. and Dick Donner. Dick Donner. Director of the original Superman movie. Oh, Richard, Richard Do- Donner. Richard, sorry, everyone calls him Dick Donner. That um, is the first time I've ever heard him serious? referred to oh as Dick. Oh, my God. Anyway, so yeah, Chris Nolan, Richard Donner sitting down, and they're just basically geeking out at one another because obviously Nolan was such a massive fan of his film. Yep, yep. It, it, that's That was his... I guess, frame for casting Batman Begins. Mm. You got sort of a... Because, again, Bale wasn't the massive megastar that he is no, now. No, Batman no. is what launched him, really, yeah. to the mainstream. So you got this kind of well-known guy and surrounded him with... A, you know, taking Katie Holmes out of there. You surrounded him with the likes of Liam Neeson, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman. You, you put Michael Caine? Na- you put My- Michael Caine? <laughs> yeah, you put big-name actors in this film. And, of course, Richard Donner was just amazed at listening to Nolan talk about how he made and yeah. some of the things he did whilst making the these two directors just geeking out at each other's directing styles, basically. i have to borrow this off you to watch this. It's really cool. really cool. It's really cool. Keeping it on movie news, little thing came out last week that could have been a bit on the nose. Oh, okay. was a bit I you were released talk about, a bit earlier. I thought you were going to talk about the thing that will get you very excited, but we might save that for next. No, 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 no. We'll save that for next. I know what you're talking about. TheBentBullet.com. Yes. This little new minute-long viral video that takes you to a viral page, TheBentBullet.com. Yeah. 
for X-Men Days of Future Past. Yes, setting up the... Because there's always been conspiracies about um, the assassination of JFK. Yes. Uh, Which did the Lee Harvey anniversary or, was yep. a fortnight ago. Did Lee Harvey Oswald uh, act alone? Or yeah. was there a co-conspiracy? Or that new theory that it may have been actually one of the bodyguards accidentally shot the president. Uh, yeah. This sets it up that Magneto may have been involved. Yeah, Goes into a really little cool. thing about a secret trial, the bent bullet, because it says... Basically, did Magneto alter the tra- yeah, trajectory? Trajectory. <laughs> Fuck me, I cannot get that word out. Um, of the bullet, mm. thereby fatally. He was the one who wounding yeah. JFK, and it's really cool. Like, there's this whole thing about protesting and this secret trial and everything. So I'm wondering, is it just because they did want it to tie it into the 50th anniversary? Yeah, because it was all over the news recently. But they left it for a week after before they released it because I think that may have been a little bit distasteful. I'm actually if they had surprised it on the day. that. There's I had, more controversy? Yeah, because that's still something that I think a lot of Americans, and I mean, just not even Americans, I guess, people who were around at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they still take it very much to heart. Oh, it, it, it's one of those things. It's been 50 years, but too soon? Can't, well, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's really well done. I wonder how much is actually going to be put into the film. You know when they do these things, you're like, oh, this is a really cool little plot twist. Do they even put it in the film? Or well, is it just to get... The word out there about the takes film. You, uh, takes you back to the Dark Knight. They did a lot of viral things. For, I believe in Harvey Dent. Yeah, none, of that was really, none of that was really addressed in the film. It's, it's something more for the fans to keep you interested and to, to get the word out there whilst the movie is, you know, the finishing touches yeah, and yeah, yeah. ready for release. And I love viral marketing. I think it's great. It, it, when it's done well. Yes. I liked the Joker one for Dark Knight where you had, they had to take photos from all these clue locations and yep. it revealed more and more of this picture. But um, no, the other movie thing that came out during the week... Speaking of putting up the tree... Oh, this put up my tree and fucking thing lit up like Christmas. <laughs> like Rudolph's nose. I'd already seen some designs mm-hmm. uh, based on from the toys, but the first CGI image of Optimus Prime from the new Transformers 4 Age of Extinction is plastered all over the cover of the new Empire magazine coming out. Yes. And jeebus. <laughs> he looks awesome. Yeah. He looks... They're... These new designs, they seem to be... They shine away because it's one of these whole... I know the other boys have spoken about it on Geekspeak Live. You know, it's not a reboot and a remake. You can't have both. No. You, or, no, it's not a sequel and a reboot and all this shit. It, it's still... Age of Extinction leads on from third film, Dark of the Moon. Yeah. Whole new human cast, all new designs for the robots, new See, characters. I think I'm hoping they'll, they sort of... They're going to have to need to address why Sam's not there. Maybe. They they kind of threw it in quickly with Megan Fox not being in the third one. Yeah, I guess it could be, you know, he got another unbelievably hot chick that he'd never get in a million years. A- absolutely. And, <laughs> and he just, moved, a- Rosie he just moved away. <laughs> uh, but these new designs, they're a lot more rounded. And a, a few people have... I've seen it myself. They're kind of a mix between Transformers, Gundam, and the Jaegers from Pacific Rim. Okay. Which I'm incredibly excited about because we know how much I love Pacific Rim and all the designs from that. Yes. So, first CG models come out of that. I had seen a toy a while back, one of the smaller class figures. But another image that was circulating recently, which was a bit of a spy shoot, 
Yeah. Because it was a CG storyboard just put on the ground. Someone's taken a photo of it with their phone or something. And fucking legged it. <laughs> yeah. I, I would too from this character. Fucking Grimlock. I don't know who that is. King of the Dinobots. Okay. You really need to get into Transformers. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay. You surely you know Grimlock. No. New design. Dude, the only Transformers stuff I've ever watched is the three movies. Get out. You're in my house. Get out. My <laughs> fucking house now. No Christmas decorations for another week. You can be the one to tell that to Jess. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll just shit on the walls like the elves are going to anyway. <laughs> Anywho, Space T-Rex. Fucking mental. Golden black design. Bit of silver through it. And all I can think of is, what is this blue and red splodge near his neck? Like, oh. it looked like a weapon coming out of it or something. I'm like, it just looks out of place. Yeah. You look at it closely... Fucking Optimus Prime wielding a sword and a shield, riding Grimlock on top of his neck. So you think about how big um, Optimus Prime is. Yes. Think about how big Grimlock must be. For him to ride him. For and Optimus only to be, on to be riding neck. on his neck. It looks insane. I cannot wait for official stuff to come out. But Like I've said, when this movie comes out... these Those were leaked images. I want to go see it with you. Oh, bring the tissues. Bring the <laughs> and tissues. Not for crying. No, both. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's cool. Like it, so far, it's all been leaked images. So to have Optimus on the cover of the new Empire magazine in all this glory, there's Mark Wahlberg and a couple of the other human characters on the front as well. Yep. But Optimus just looks mental. Yeah. No, I've seen the image. Um, I saw it the other day, and it it does look pretty cool. And for a non Transformers fan like you, to yeah, give me these. Inspiring words. I just wonder if Wahlberg... Just hug me. I just wonder if Wahlberg's going to bust out a... What? No. <laughs> in Transformers. What is that one from? Oh, don't worry. It's a whole thing from Smodcast. Oh, Some okay, of our listeners okay, okay. will get it. <laughs> is it something to do with Ted? No. I can't remember what the movie was. Never mind. Never God, mind. you just taking me on a little divergent trail here. <laughs> uh, look, one other thing I wanted to talk about this podcast. Yeah. We have been keeping it very Christmassy, very and we festive. will over the next few weeks. I picked up a new game the other day. Okay. First day it came out, went straight up to the shop. I saw a Lana post about this, actually. Uh, the Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds, the new 3DS title from Nintendo, the latest installment of the Legend of Zelda series. Just very, very quick diversion. Yes. Have you finished Pokemon Y yet? Fuck yeah. I finished that you, weeks ne- you never mentioned that. Didn't I? No. No, no. I finished that weeks ago. Now I'm just rolling around and going to complete my Pokedex for the first time since the second generation. Okay. Figure, you know what? I'm going to set myself to that and I'm actually going to catch them all. I've no idea any of the words you just said, but let's Moving talk, about, on. Let's talk uh, about Zelda. Latest installment of the Zelda series uh, takes place after A Link to the Past, which was the seminal... Uh, Super Nintendo title back from the 90s. The, okay. I, I never played the NES titles, N- Nintendo Entertainment System ones. Mm-hmm. I played the Super Nintendo one onwards. Yep. I, I've played the originals I remember now. when Zelda came out on Nintendo 64, it was a big deal. Ocarina of Time, because it was the first 3D one. Okay. It was always a top-down view overworld, except for at, Zelda 2, which was a, more a side-scroller, but we like to believe that doesn't exist. I worked at Civic Video at the time, yep, and yep. I remember Zelda was booked out for weeks. Yeah, but back in the days of renting awesome game rentals, games, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that one really changed... That changed the whole genre and the what you could do. Uh, but no, Link to the Past was a top-down view uh, on Super Nintendo where you had Hyrule in the light world and you also had a dark world. 
Link Between Worlds. Now, I got to demo this at PAX. I yep. put up images on the Facebook page at the time. It set pe- people wondering how is this going to be because their original intention had been remake Link to the Past for the 3DS. Okay. And they thought, you know what? Let's go one better. Sounds Let's like make Hollywood a- remake yeah. everything and make it 3D. Let's make a whole new game set in that world and continue a story. That and sounds so pretty it's cool. set afterwards and it introduced. I don't want to give too much away because the- I don't want to spoil this because. One of the things I've loved most about this game is I've stayed away from the internet for, uh, for it. If I get stuck on a puzzle, I'm playing it like I had to in the 90s. You fucking work that shit out. Yeah. You don't go on the internet and go, oh, how do I get that chest? Or how do I get here? Because that's, that's not playing no. it. That's cheating it. I, it's bringing back that sense of accomplishment. And when you work these puzzles out for yourself, you're like, fuck yeah, I did that. Um, basically starts in Hyrule and it's the usual story of good versus evil, but it introduces instead of just the dark world of Thor, um, no, <laughs> Link to the Past, the dark world is actually a whole new area called Low Rule. Get it? Sounds like my yeah. Hyrule, Low Rule. Okay. I thought it might be where I rule. It's a dark mirror image of Hyrule and a lot of sp- stuff takes place there. One thing I've actually noticed is the whole thing with Zelda was always, you're in a dungeon you need to get to the end of it, and there's things that are happening that you like. Is I, it a sex dungeon? You want it to be. No, I'm not interested. Fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> Bastard. You'd always you'd see something off to the side that you can't reach, and like, the weapon or thing I'm going to find in this dungeon is going to be something that can reach that, like okay. a boomerang or a bow and arrow or a hook shot. This game's kind of taken away that, because you're pretty much given access to every weapon straight away. You rent them. Okay. If you die, they go back to the rental shop. You've got to rent them again. But once you buy them, they're with you for the whole time. Fair enough. So pretty much straight away from the get-go, you have access to almost everything you need to do everything. There, there are obviously things spread out throughout the game where you, you, know, you can't lift your really huge boulders until you've been given the Titan's Glove, which has always been like that. But the Fire Rod which yeah. usually wasn't until much later in the Link to the Past game or any of these games, you can get straight away. It's like, fuck yeah, I'll rent that for 1200 bucks or whatever the fuck it is. Okay. So it, it's taken away a bit of that, but the sense of adventure, the sense of accomplishment and working things out and the just grand scope of everything that is Legend of Zelda yep. is in this game. It has become a shit fight between Emily and I because I bought it <laughs> Technically for us, but more so for her. I think you said more so for me. Let's see if she's not listening. Tell us the truth. I was... It it was me. (laughs) I... On Sunday, I had to... I was doing a uni assignment. She Mm -hmm. spent the entire day playing. And any chance I've got when she hasn't been home, like if I've had a break from uni and work and everything, I've been playing it. I feel bad that I'm further along than her. (laughs) Because she's not getting as many opportunities to play it as I have. Yes. But... I kind of wish I could go buy a second so what copy you're and transfer the same file. literally saying is that any chance you get when you're home by yourself and Emily's not there, you're playing by yourself. Yeah. Okay. Like always. Yep. <laughs> just playing just, a DS this time. The, the, there's a good thing about um, disc-based games is that when you save them, you have to save them to a hard drive or a memory card. So if I wanted to bring around my save file to you for, let's say, Injustice, I yep. can just copy it and bring it over. Mm-hmm. Because this is a cartridge-based game, that save file is on that cartridge. So if I wanted to go buy a new ver- like another copy and play it, I've got to start, start over. Again. I can't copy my save file. So that's 
that's been the only disappointment I've had with it is I can't play it when Emily wants to play it and vice versa. Yeah. Apart from that, it is everything you would want in a Zelda game. Geek speak plus rating. more. Geek speak rating, this is getting a four and a half out of five. Okay, cool. I'm not giving it the full five, which it deserves, only because I think it's taken away a lot of what Zelda was about, only in terms of the weapons. Okay. There was always that thing walking around a dungeon going, oh, fuck, I need to get across that. I need to freeze that fire. I'm going to need something to freeze it, or I'm going to need something to walk across this sand. It's gone. Okay. There are, Like I said, there are still things spread out throughout it that you do have to find, but the pretty much bulk of the weapons are there from the get-go. So I can't give it the full five out of five. It would have just... Four and a half, still pretty good. If they had kept that... See, the problem is they basically remade an old game but made it new at the same time because fans are like, we want classics, but at the same time, we want something new. the same old. They've found that medium. Yep. They've given them something old and nostalgic while giving it a whole new twist. The 3D looks beautiful. I cannot recommend Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds more highly. Go out to your local game retailer anywhere. Buy a 3DS if you fucking have to. Buy a 2DS. Put it on your Christmas you wish list. Put it on? Absolutely. <laughs> Get a How 2DS. You don't have to, to watch it, it in circle. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to play it in 3D. Get a 2DS. Yeah. It's still a fantastic game. Get a console. If you already have it, buy the game. You will not regret it. Actually, speaking of consoles, 48 hours ago on Friday, Australia, the launch for PS4. Oh, yes, finally. Because it's been out in America for a while. Xbox One has been out for the the last couple of weeks. week previous. So we had an Xbox launch and then the following week, uh, PlayStation launch. And I know they must have had a terrible time at work on Friday of people oh, coming in asking for a PS4 because if you want one, if you come into the shop now and you didn't have one pre-ordered, you won't get one till February. Really? Yep. They're completely sold out already before yep. Christmas? Yep. Xbox, compared to PlayStation, just as a retailer's point yeah, of view, yeah. PlayStation's just shut all over them. Oh, it, everyone keeps saying this. Xbox are already getting the issues with the disc trays and things not working, which... It's to be expected with the launch of any new device, especially Microsoft. Like, they're renowned for their faults. Yep. Like, I'm thinking back to when I got my Wii uh, at Christmas, you know, completely sold out everywhere. I happened to find one. I rang about 27 different stores trying to find one. Couldn't. And then I remember there was a Target at uh, Bribey Island. Bribey? Bribey. They still had three on shelf. Yep. Um, But... You know, you couldn't get the accessories for it for months. No. You couldn't get the nunchuck controllers because... No, I remember that. And er the amount of times I had to tell people, look, we don't have them. Like, nobody has them. Nintendo do not have stock. They learnt their lesson with the Wii U, which didn't quite go sell as they planned. No. But, yeah, from what I've been reading and hearing, PlayStation 4 is definitely the console to go this time. I'm on its side. I've always been a, I'm a PlayStation, PlayStation when I do, gamer. When I do play Like when we were kids, it was Sega that or Nintendo. Well, I was Nintendo. See, I was Sega. Now it's PlayStation versus Xbox. I've always been PlayStation. I will never own an Xbox. It's Well, actually, I technically do because Emily's got one. But I myself, PlayStation yeah. owner. Yep. That is awesome. It. But look, I think that's all we have time for this week. It's been a very merry uh, podcast, hasn't it? It's been a very festive issue, and it's only going to get worse in the coming weeks. Yep. Wait, worse or better? Depends if you like Christmas or not. If you don't, (laughs) fuck off until January. But until next issue, be sure to head along to youtube.com forward slash geekspeakaustralia to check out all the videos. One of our most recent ones, we put up our interview with Mr. Sylvester McCoy. Is it Sir Sylvester McCoy? I don't know. 
Sylvester McCoy. He's Radagast the Brown in <laughs> Radagast. The Hobbit. Radagast. And coming up in New Hobbit Desolation of Smaug. Yes. He was one of the doctors of Doctor Who. So we put up the video to tie in with the 50th anniversary, 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. So be sure to check that out. Also check out the Other Boys podcast, Geek Speak Live. God, they've been getting up to some mischief lately. They have. Mm, too many toots. Yes. I wonder if in the latest one we'll get any uh, little uh, wise word from them once again. Yeah, that that I, seemed to be quite a hit with the listeners. I think they're going to be very careful with what they <laughs> say from now on and then not be stupid enough to give us the idea to use it. Look, full disclosure, I hadn't even thought of doing it. But Until they, they said it. When they said the sidekicks are going to do this, we're like, challenge accepted. Because that was my thought straight out as well. I was like, fuck yeah, game on. <laughs> Fucking thick pricks. <laughs> Well, look, until next issue, I'm your host, the geek of all trades, Steve Muller. I'm your co-host, Brendan Lowe. Geek out.